Today we have a hand featuring one of my favorite poker video bloggers, Brad Owen. He is playing 2510 No Limit Texas Variety at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi. This is actually one of the first casinos I ever played poker at as a young poker player. How fun is that? Let's get right to the action. Under the gun plus two raises to 25. He makes it 25 out of his $3,300 stack. So he is 330 big blinds deep. Pretty deep game. He's been a real wild card. The player in middle position calls. This is the third time we've gotten queens tonight. We're going to make him count. I three bet to 100. All right. The player on our left basically snap calls despite only having 130 behind. So in this scenario, it goes raise, call, three bet from Brad, and then the player in the small blind, who only has 230 bucks, calls. I think this is a spot where the small blind probably wants to be all in with any hand that they want to play. I don't think they can reasonably call 100 with anything. But whatever, they called 100. Note that this is a different player than the person who slow played aces against us earlier. Under the gun plus two calls, the middle position player calls. We're somehow in another four-way, three-bet pot with pocket queens. We won't be hitting a set on the turn, though. Brad needs to move up to where they respect his raises. We hit it right on the flop. It comes queen 6-3 with two hearts. We currently have the best hand possible. The small blind checks. Under the gun plus two doesn't care who the preflop aggressor was. He shows us who's boss by betting 200. The player in middle position folds. I don't want to scare off the under the gun plus two player. He probably has a flush draw. As long as the heart doesn't come on the turn, I'll make a move at that point. So you may ask, how could Brad narrow his range to mostly a flush draw? And it's because typically when people lead, they usually have either a pretty good made hand, like top pair or better, or a draw. And in this scenario, Brad blocks the top pairs to death. Now, the opponent certainly could have a hand like ace-queen, king-queen, pocket sixes, pocket threes, six-three suited for all I know. But there are a lot of flush draws available. So I definitely would think that because Brad has the queens, the opponent will be far more weighted towards flush draws or maybe five-four suited than normal. So let's keep that in mind as we move forward. We'll be last to act anyway, so we won't have to worry about it checking through on the turn. I call the 200. The small blind doesn't have enough in his stack to call the full amount. He's all in for 130 total. Three of us are still in, but I really want to stack the under the gun plus two player who started the hand with over 3,000 in front of him. So Brad does mention a very important concept in cash games here that you're really trying to stack the deep stacked player. No, see, like doesn't even really care about the $130 guy, right? Which is very often what you want to be thinking because 13 big blinds into this now 40 big blind pot is just not that big of a deal. So how do you go about stacking people when you have the nuts? Well, very often the answer is to raise. The problem though here is that if you put in a raise on the flop, your opponent's not really going to be making much of an error to call with flush draws because they're going to be getting pretty good implied odds given how deep you are. And also you really don't want to let them fold out their junky hands like ace-6 or queen-jack that decided to lead. You want them to you want to keep them in the pot to allow them to continue bluffing or to catch up to a second best hand. So I realize it's tempting to put in a raise with the top set in the spot. I think you definitely want to call. If you had bottom set, though, for pocket threes, I would much prefer to raise because then you do not block your opponent from having top pair. And when someone leads top pair here, they're usually not trying to fold. If there is ever a hand that wants to slow play, though, it's top set. The dealer puts out the deuce of hearts. It's an awful card because one of the two opponents almost for sure has a flush. Or the 5-4. Under the gun plus two bets 300 into almost a dry side pot. Not great, but if we're currently beat, 
we'll have 10 outs to make a boat or quads. I call to see if we can accomplish that goal. The river is the queen of spades, giving us four of a kind. Hello. Usually, I try not to brag, but there's a special occasion in which we've gotten all the ladies here and we're about to get all the money in this pot. I'm hoping that Under the Gun Plus 2 has the ace high flush or a full house and is about to do something crazy. He's wearing some LSU gear. I've seen people in LSU gear do some crazy things before, like fake southern accents as they address the student body. But Got a lot of live reads here. All right. <laughs> Let's see what this player does. There's no shenanigans now. The opponent checks. What a bummer when the opponent checks. All right. Brad has to figure out how to get money in the pot. What I want you to do before we hear what Brad does, is I want you to take a second to think about how much you would bet in this situation if you are in Brad's shoes. The pot's $1,500 with something like $2,700 remaining in the stacks. Take a second, think about it, pause the video and write how much you would bet in the comment section below. And while you're down there, click the like and subscribe button. All right, at this point, you have to try to figure out what your opponent will reasonably check and call with. If they have a flush, they're going to call any bet, as long as it's not gigantically big. They may fold to an all-in or an overpot. If they have a six, you're going to have a tough time getting paid. If they have five, four, they're probably going to call any bet that's not too big. If they have what, pocket jacks, maybe that's a hand that will call a small bet, but there really aren't too many hands like that in the opponent's range. So I think all of that considered, Brad needs to go big. Whenever you do block a lot of the nut hands on the board, like three of a kind and, well, a queens, right? This is a spot where you normally don't want to go too big, but because there is a flush and a straight available and the opponent very easily could have those hands, I think you want to go pretty chunky in this scenario. Not all in, because I do think you'll start to make those hands fold out some portion of the time, but I do love a very big bet in this spot. We're going to go with a large sizing to target flushes and full houses because I don't see us getting called by anything worse. Perfect. I consider putting in a huge overbet jam because we'll actually never have a full house on this board after three betting preflop, and the fact that we didn't raise on the flop with top set may reduce the likelihood in the opponent's mind that we could have quads. I like that thought process too because they hopefully are putting the pizzas together and realize that there's only one super duper good hand they would love to put a shove in here that Brad could reasonably have in his range. One combination, just pocket queens, because like Brad's saying, he does not three bet sixes, threes, or twos preflop. And he also probably would not drastically over jam with a flush. So maybe that'll make the opponent suspicious. However, I have found, at least in my experience, that a lot of players don't like hero calling it off when you want to put in one and a half or two times pot. They just fold a lot. So I think I'd go a little smaller. Ripping is probably overkill. It'd be a disaster if the opponent somehow did fold a flush. I'd make it a more reasonable 1500 Nice. Even this amount might be too much. It doesn't appear that under the gun plus two has a flush or a full house. He folds what he says is pocket kings. We turn over the quads to win the side pot and the main pot. Yeah. 
We'll see. What's your name? I go by Ray. Ray gets absolutely destroyed by quads. He could have done it anonymously, but that's not in Ray's DNA. He prefers for you guys all to know that Philip, aka Ray Ray, gets stacked by us towards the end of the session before we rack up and call it a night. Philip Ray Ray, I'll give you a shout out here too. Tough luck in this scenario. I think you should have just ripped it in pre-flop for your 130 bucks. The guy with pocket kings. You probably want a four bet pre-flop, but whatever. Brad ends up making quads. He wins all the money. Good for him. That's going to be it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you did, do me a favor. Click the like and subscribe buttons down below. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Huge thanks to Brad for letting us use his content. And I think we have another fun hand from Brad coming up next. Take a look and enjoy.